Hello people of Earth, welcome to the Two Aliens Podcast. And now, your hosts Noman and Nabil. And we are live. How's it going, my friend? I'm good. What about you, big guy? I'm good. UFC was this past weekend. And what an amazing event. Dude, right? freaking awesome. Sh- freaking awesome. Once again, I have to say this thing. Amazing experience for me because it was my first time. And I got to say, man, I, if it happens again, I'm quite sure it will happen again in Abu Dhabi. I'm yeah, they're gonna, actually coming back next year. They have basically signed a contract for five years. The yeah. next five years, they're going to have this thing again. So you never know, man. You and me, we gotta go and check it out this thing. I hope this time they do it in, uh, they do it during the winters or the cold. Yeah, cold weather, man, right? that's the thing actually, because some fighters did actually talk, talk about this, that, uh, you know, when they... That they were almost dying. <laughs> exactly, man. The yeah, because the humidity was off the charts. Exactly. Man. Even the venue had like huge ass ACs and all that stuff was there, but still, man, you know, a large crowd is gathered up. Yeah. And the fighters are also fighting. And out you know, I don't know uh, because you were there. And yeah. uh, by the way, Nabil was uh, at the event staff uh, for UFC, and this lucky bastard got <laughs> to see all the fights for free. And no, but he did a lot of hard work, so props for him. And again, he was there at the event, and you might have noticed, as I noticed while I was watching it mm. on TV, that some of the fighters were actually having a hard time breathing. Yeah, man. Exactly, exactly. Because as I was saying before, uh, even though with all the top-notch equipments and everything available over there on the site, it was still pretty damn hot. Exactly, man. It was hot over there for us as a like maybe you know a huge gathering of people could have caused caused that. Uh, but yeah, generally for fighters, man, you need a cool place to do that thing. So once again, I would say that this time this month wasn't appropriate to do it they should have done it in the winter season like, like you know after november or something december would have been much better for them i absolutely agree man um let's talk about the main event khabir nagomagomedov says justin poirier dude mind-boggling seriously freaking mind blown away the sheer awesomeness of this guy uh it's un undescribable man the words are not enough to describe this guy's fighting style whatever you can name it Man, it was okay. Personally, it was my first time experience watching this guy live, and literally this guy destroyed Dustin. He mauled him, man. And the even okay, I would say the hype was really good. And uh, Dustin, if you can see from his angle, he had a. It almost felt like Habib was fighting in his hometown, right? Because exactly, man. Exactly. The entire crowd and the entire crowd was with, was with him. Uh, because I was working in the in the uh, in the audience stand and. I saw a lot of Russians, man. I don't know whatever, wherever they were from, from Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, from the Eastern European side. These guys, these ladies were a lot of them over over there. And it, it really, as you were saying, it was like a home crowd for him, home ground. And he even acknowledged it. He said that, you know, like he was himself was very surprised to see that uh, a large... The level of support that he has in exactly, Abu exactly. Correct, yeah. Plus, I guess the 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 factor of uh, being a Muslim, yeah, exactly. The Definitely. Muslim factor, the Islamic factor, was also there because uh, the place where it was being uh, held was in the Middle East. So you know, a large crowd of people are supporters of you know Muslim Islam and all that stuff. So you know, the, he had a plus point in that too. And uh, yeah, he, he, that's what once again he said that you know it was like as if he was fighting in his home country. Yeah, uh, I felt that his uh, striking improved. 
from the last time uh, he fought Conor McGregor last uh, it was uh, around a year ago yeah and i felt that his striking was uh, was a little sharper uh, if you remember correctly we had a conversation earlier where i said that habib is still learning so he's yeah. i still believe um, he's at least at least 2 years away from his prime you know uh, just because before... his uh, because mm. his striking is only improving with time and yeah. mm. Well, full props to Dustin Poirier. I mean, he did a good job. He was able to wobble Khabib a bit in the second round. Exactly. But, you know, just like a champion, Khabib knew that, you know, okay, his world is shaking. <laughs> so, he, he took a few steps back, you know, just made sure it stopped shaking. And then he, you know, then he did what mm. Khabib does. He took Dustin down. Yeah. And, man, the problem is... Um, all these fighters and all their promos, all his opponents, they say the same thing that we know what Khabib does, okay? <laughs> exactly. And we are ready for it. But every time the outcome is the same. They're not ready. And one of the things that Khabib does so efficiently than uh, I would say 90% of the fighters in the world mm. is that he's able to use his weight. Mm. He's able to use his weight very efficiently. So what he does is when he is lying on top of you, yeah. he's... Think of it as carrying an extra bag of weight, as carrying an extra human. Absolutely, and, absolutely. You know, it might look like uh, it might look like the opponent is not doing much, right? Mm. But you know, just moving with that weight or just trying to uh, mm. you know get out of a, get out of a bad position with that weight mm. really takes a toll on you. And you could exactly. see it. You could see it in the third round. I mean, Dustin did have the choke quite deep. I would say. Absolutely. I would say if he held it for. Few more seconds, few I guess. Few more seconds, maybe, just maybe he would have won. But Khabib was uh, very good with moving his hips, you know, just to find that. That was unbelievable. Room. Exactly. The way he moved out of that situation, I, everybody was like, you know, in a state of uh, sure. panicking. Yeah, sure. yeah, they were panicking. People were freaking out that, you know, they, they don't want to lose their bet on this guy, man. Yes. <laughs> because this guy was, was, round one was phenomenal. The way Khabib was on top of this guy, and then second round, slightly the situation changed. So second round or third round was it? Yeah, Dustin, right? The yeah, in the second round second he wobbled round. Khabib a bit. Yeah, even yeah. The, the he tried to throw some punches on him. That's if they had connected those punches uh, on Khabib, he would have gone down. I, I think so because Dustin he showed some good uh, strikes. Yeah, but unfortunately, as I said. I mean, listen, him. man, Dustin is no joke. Yeah, Dustin is no joke. All respects to him, but he was fighting. He's fighting the best in the world. You know? Man, he, he defeated uh, Max Holloway and even uh, Alvarez. These guys, oh man, these guys are good. So coming up from, from the bottom and reaching that level, it's uh, hats off to that guy, man. I gotta salute that guy. And even though he wasn't that... I, w I feel he didn't throw a lot of strikes, but still, man... Keeping on going till the round three. Yeah, but that's the problem, man. Khabib was keeping his distance. He knew that uh, Dustin has some knockout power in him, in his punches. So he was keeping his distance. Mm. And Dustin is not really known to be a kicker. And Khabib was forcing him to kick. You know what I mean? So he was keeping his distance. And mm. if you noticed, um, what Khabib, the takedown strategy that he have uh, that he had in this match, yeah. was he kept his distance and then then he was uh, exploding. You know, exploding yeah. onto Dustin to take him down. Mm. So he was gi giving him very little room to uh, maneuver. To, yeah, to maneuver or to pack that power punch, mm. and that really worked in his favor. I mean, he is the undisputed champion, and the next uh, next up for Khabib, as as I said, it's going to be Tony Ferguson, and mm. 
Yeah, like many of the commentators and analysts have mentioned that to fight a guy like Habib, you need someone with a grappling background. And I think Tony Ferguson is the perfect candidate because many people forget he did start out as a wrestler. Really? Yeah, he did. And he's a pretty damn good wrestler. He's a black belt jiu-jitsu. Oh. And yeah, he's one of the most creative strikers you can find. So that is one fight to look forward to. I really hope Hmm. that... This fight happens soon. I mean, I think I think he was saying that he wants to, to be a, to have some layoff. This Khabib guy. So uh, look, I can understand, but at the same time, mm. come on, dude. You only fought once this year. You only fought twice last year. Okay, you've only had one fight this year. So you've had a long layoff. Yeah, you can I say mean, so. if you're the champion, and this is the most stacked division. Let me tell you. This is the most stacked mm. division, and if you want to stay a champion, you have to be active, man. Indeed, yeah, but now he's a big guy. He, yeah. he can choose fights when and where he wants to. I think UFC and Dana White are realizing the star power of Khabib because if you remember um, mm. when his fights were uploaded and all the media content was uploaded, <laughs> they got millions of views just like that, man. Instantly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, especially now after the match when he, he got out of the cage, Khabib, this guy, he jumped and directly went to Dana White. Dana White, and yeah. then Dana White was hugging this guy out too much, man. I'm telling you, this guy likes him now. Yeah. yeah I'm telling you, this is the next thing. He's the next guy. But uh, I, I thought it was funny when he stepped out of the cage because <laughs> like, I think people are expecting something to something exactly. similar to happen that happened last time. But I was over there. I was like, who is he gonna kick? I mean, exactly. everybody you know, likes him here. I was over there and I saw the yeah. security guard came from behind and he was catching, trying to catch his leg and something over his back. But the guy give no shits. He was like, no, I'm going to jump over the other side. And then, you know, I was like, what the hell is he doing? Is he going to punch some sheikh or some dude Arab guy over there in the crowd? But the next thing you see that this Dana White, I mean, he, he, goes, he runs straight to Dana White and the uh, guy was hugging the shit out of him. And uh, Dana White was all smiles, man. So I guess Dana White knows this is he's the next one, and uh, I mean, from no, he's not the next one. He is because, the one, right? Yeah, he's the one yeah. from whom he can make a lot of bucks. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, it was a sold out event, right? Exactly. And like percent. I saw that the venue was fully yeah. packed up, and right, right after the match, Connor said that. Uh, oh, that's another book story. Fight, book a fight with him in Moscow. I'm like, what the I fuck are you talking about? He's embarrassing himself right now. I'm telling you. Exactly, man. You're just embarrassing yourself. You know, if anyone deserves a match against Khabib, it's Tony and there's no one else. Dude, uh, okay. Uh, for Literally. Me, okay, if he wants hmm. to pick a fight with GSP, GSP is kind of old now, man. And, uh, he's still fighting? Okay, I'm a he's not fighting. GSP isn't fighting anymore. Um, he retired. So, yeah, okay, obviously, then he cannot come back. Like, I'm, and I'm quite sure he's above 40-something. I mean, I think GSP might come back for the challenge. But then again, GSP has yeah. nothing to prove in the cage, right? Yeah, exactly. And it will be, to be honest, it won't be that fun show. Okay, he's a legend. Maybe, you yeah. know, uh, maybe you don't know, actually. But just, because it, it GSP, even, even after he came back uh, to fight hmm. Michael Bisping, hmm. he moved up a weight class, man. Amazing. That's he amazing. moved up a weight class and he won the title. Whoa! Yes. From coming back from the retirement again. Yes. And Oof. now, and now I'm pretty sure Khabib wants to fight him at 155. So he's ha- he'll have to cut the weight down. Damn man. And I don't know. Maybe if he's interested in the fight, he should pick it up. Conor McGregor, not so much. Dana White said that if Tony is not able to fight, hmm. Conor might get the fight. I'm like. Jeez, that's embarrassing, man. Yeah, that's just... embarrassing. Seriously, like you, like you got the backup puppet over there in the yeah. show, man. You don't want to do that. And uh, seriously, Connor, uh, okay, I'm not a big fan of Khabib, but Connor, I have respect for him because why? He brought up the brand UFC as a whole 
onto the uh, onto the market in front of the public. Connor seriously has mad skills when it comes to trash talking. What do you think about that? And plus, he also had a good fights. Yeah. Uh, with Nate Diaz and other bro- and all the other fighters, but yeah. st- still, the thing is, he creates the hype, man. He cre- he brings the energy into the fights, man. And the m- media conferences and all that stuff, the trash talking, and before the fights and after the fights, this guy entertains people. He's an entertainer. Second of all, he brings money to the brand. Uh, so I people might disagree with me, and has when it comes to Conor McGregor and uh, the other one who just recently left to. Who went to WWE? If you know what Brock I'm talking about. Nah, I'm saying Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Exactly, yeah, the Ronda Rousey legend. Ronda Rousey has been dead for a long time. Exactly, I know she is dead. I know she's dead. But seriously, think about this. She when she won, and she was winning. Like her fights were killer fights, man. The way yeah. she used to destroy her opponents, uh, and she really brought the female brand. Also she did. The There's no denying it. But uh, in terms of male, uh, what do you call? In terms of UFC in general, I would mm. disagree. I mean, UFC <clears throat> really had its first big superstar when Brock Lesnar came around. That's when people started watching UFC. To be honest, and mm. then the and then uh, there was Anderson Silva and GSP. So these guys really built up the platform on which Conor was able to, you know, take it further. Right. Yeah. And what about Randy Couture? Randy Couture is a good, was a good fighter, yeah. But okay, as a noob, I'm once again I'm saying because I just I'm just recently started watching this stuff. And by the way, yeah, folks, I, I gotta say, I think uh, among both of us, Numan has been following more than a decade UFC this thing. And for me, as a guy who just recently started watching this stuff, especially UFC two four one, I was my first event which I watched completely. I I am the luckiest freak over there, man. Because you deserved it to go and watch it, man. So I was kind of like, this is kind of unfair for a person like you who has been watching it more than a decade. And then a guy like me pops in and gets to watch the whole UFC 242. I don't know. Man, it's that's, kind of, that's fine, man. No, it's unfair. I don't think, like that. No. think about this. There were some fighters who had some good fights and you, you, know, you know their names even and yeah. everything. But for me, I was just there and I'm just looking at them and, you know... Okay, it was fascinating for me. Yeah. But you I mean, really, more. I really, I don't, I don't think it like that. I mean, I was happy for you, to be honest. Thanks, man. I was happy for you. And Dustin posted on his Instagram that um, he doesn't know what he has in store for him, whether he wants to continue, whether he wants to retire. Ah, man, that's too soon to retire, I think so, man. He should continue. Man, I think, you know, this fight really broke him because he, ah, man, you know, he knowing looking... that you're about to beat the best fighter in the world mm. and then you lose... Right. Come on, man! Uh, it has to take. It has to take some confidence off. Yeah, of course, of course. Maybe that decision was made after he had a few drinks and he didn't sleep all night. Uh, right after, uh, right after smashing. Man, come on! I think he should go. He should. He should head back into the gym. Mm-hmm. Work out over there. Speak with his coach. Speak with his family. I think he still has it in him. He oh, for sure, he does. I mean, he, but um, even though he lost the match, he, his strikes were very, very less. His takedown was none. But I still believe his journey is um, is also a is good it one. over? It's not over, and it's yeah. an amazing one still in the past and in the present. Uh, I think in the future, if you can, yeah, I mean, you should take it as a learning curve. You know, exactly, yeah. exactly. He, you know, people they fall and they fall and they get up again. Hmm. So if this guy have, have gets another chance, why not go for a big guy? And yeah. uh, props to this guy, man, to stand up and fight against one of the best ones, man, and to survive that. Seriously. It felt like it was a light, lightweight tournament of some sorts because 
<laughs> yeah, the because list of he had fighters. four, four of the four of the fights in the main card were lightweight fights. Exactly, and this one uh, was of the heavy one. The um, the co-main event, Edson Barboza, Paul Felder. You felt that Edson Barboza won. I felt that you know. Man, I'll be man. honest. I'll be honest. The best decision that came into my mind, you know, when mm. the fight ended, I was like, this seems like a draw. Okay, but I was thinking if Edson won, he deserves it. Exactly. If Felder wins, I can see why he won. No, you, you man, get the language. On. You get the language here. So big I mean, guy, Numan. I'm telling you, Numan. This thing. Uh, I was in the crowd, and even majority of the guys when Bruce Bruce Buffer announced the the results, hmm. people were booing. Man, seriously, they were against the result. I don't know. For me personally, okay, round one was hands down to Barboza. Second round was, was a, quite close. Was quite close, man. Was yeah. quite close. Third, Third round, Felder. Felder, in a sense, like in the last few minutes, because he was giving the, all the strikes and all that stuff. But for me, I don't know. And for the general public over there, Barboza, hands down, was the winner in my eyes. People might disagree who are listening to this, but even the crowd, if you guys were there and you would have seen that, seriously, okay. this guy had had it all. This guy was in the zone. He was supposed to win. Unfortunately, Barboza, yeah, uh, has Noman is checking on the stats and uh, even Noman is checking on the arm reach, man. How much is 75 inches? Damn, man. Anyways, yeah, so as, I, as we were saying that, uh, in my opinion... Again, I mean, the best decision that came to my mind, I was like, you know, this seems, this seems like a good draw. And... Hmm. I'm happy for Felder. He he makes it to the top five. If Barboza won, I would have been a bit a slightly more happier because you know I personally like Barboza. Mm. His knockout of Terry Atom has to be one of the best knockouts of all time, man. Mm. And yeah, this guy is known as a kicker. And he, when when he kicked Felder, you could feel it. Yeah, dude, you just reminded me actually, man. I was standing so far. Uh, and you would still hear it, right? Dude, the dust, the way he kicked the guy's thighs in the chest, and uh, man, it was freaking amazing. You can see from afar the dust was coming out. Guy was giving heavy kicks, man. Hmm. This you guy, mean sweat? Sorry? Sweat. Dust. Maybe, yeah. I'm also wondering, yeah, why was there so much dust? But I think maybe sweat. I could <laughs> no, be wrong. No, for yeah. sure it's sweat. How can. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, they weren't fighting in the sand. Yeah, man. they were not fighting in the yeah, sand, though. They I were agree. fighting in the desert, but they're not fighting in the exactly, sand. Exactly, I understand. I agree with you. I would not even like to discuss the third Slime Makashev and Davy Ramos. One of the most boring fights of all time. Man, they were. Numan, I watched the match and I was so annoyed. You were about to sleep. Exactly, man. They were just. You know, people were booing in the crowd. They were booing, man. Yeah. Why reason was? Because these guys were just circling, man. Three rounds they had it in them, but the strikes were so uh, less. Plus, I mean, uh, these guys were. It felt as if I'm watching a boxing match or something, man. I swear, it was freaking boring. So no takedowns, no uh, what do you call it? Twelve by six elbows, nothing, man. It was just plain old boxing freestyle. I mean, like that's what I felt like. Heavyweight showdown between Curtis Blades and Shamil Abdurrahmanov. Dude, first of all, I gotta say, this is my first time watching this guy's match. And his intro, freaking amazing. Has to be the best. Exactly. The best entrance music of all time. Exactly, hands down. Coming to Mortal Kombat. And he does look like, um, who was the black guy? Jax? Jax, exactly. Yes, he does look a bit like Jax. This guy's intro was the one, like, you know what? Not saying because he's black, I mean, he's built like him. African British, right? He's African British. Right? No, no, he's American. African American. Oh, sorry, yeah. my bad. Yes, yeah, so, when you know when he approached into the arena, and his music started, and he was walking through, 
I was like, this guy, okay, he deserves the win, man. I don't know why for me because that music itself gave gives you a boost. Yeah, and he got got the second round TKO. I mean, I was really, I'm really impressed with Curtis Blades because um, mm. the fight that he had with Francis Ngannou, he's really bounced back after that fight. Oh, he lost the fight that one. He lost the fight. I think he's won his last two fights, and uh, yeah, he's doing a pretty good job. He's finally learned how to. Mix his mm. wrestling with ground and pound and mm. um, striking skills. So yeah, it was good. It was good. Really yeah, good. it was pretty good. Props to him. Overall, I would say it was a nice card. Even the prelims and early prelims were quite good. Dude, you, you forgot to mention the one with the Moroccan guy. Yes, our Moroccan friend had the knockout. I would say one of the best knockouts of the year. What do you think? Dude, that guy, the way he hit him. Oh my God, it was phenomenal. I mean, I felt sorry for Timo. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way he knocked him out, and the guy Timo was convulsing, man, I mean, like shaking all <laughs> over the bar place, man. The guy was done. No, I think and you're face talking. Down. Yeah, yeah. He went face down. Yes. And the guy was done, man. I'm, I'm like, I, people were silent over there, man. Some were shocked, and some were saying it's, it was insane. Yeah. The way he hit him, just like above the temporal, the above the ear, the temporal region, and that's the place where the blood vessels are really close to the skin. So the way he hit him over there and then he just went down flat on the face. People were like, is this guy dead or what? Mm. But uh, because, you know, he didn't get up for like, I don't know, f- three or five minutes. He was still down, face down. Uh, three, five minutes? Three, That's okay, a three long minutes. Time, I know it sounds long because the doctors were st- on, on the, on, in the octagon. Mm. And this guy was, I don't know, they were trying to resuscitate him or whatever. They were checking him out. Okay. His pulse or whatever that shit was. I mean, like, but the guy was down, man. And... Uh, it felt like an eternity for us, man, because people were like really, like you know, pin drop silence. I know it was not silent, silent over there, but still, I mean, he shocked everybody. But then he he got up and, but that that knockout was badass. I gotta right. say, it was brutal. That's that's the right word. One word, brutal fight. Right. Next week, Cowboy Soroni takes on Justin Gaethje. I think the cowboy. Yeah, uh, I I would like to go with cowboy because. I mean, Cowboy, I've been following him for what? I've, I've been following him since uh, WEC. What the hell is that, man? WEC used to be an organization, MMA organization. Mm. They Then they were bought out by UFC. Okay. Yeah, so UFC acquired all the fighters. Oh. Man, because I'm saying is because uh, if you're going to ask my opinion, I'm just, uh, the way I, the reason why I'm picking Cowboy is just the fancy name otherwise. Other than that, I haven't watched these guys play. Well, Cowboy and Justin Gaethje both are, uh, both are striking artists, man. And both are really Ooh, good fighters. It's going to be a bloody match then. It's going to be an amazing fight. And it was also announced that at UFC 244, mm. the main event is going to be Nate Diaz versus oh, Jorge Masvidal dude man this is a fighter's fight you know dude. Yeah, I think Dana said that he's making a baddest motherfucker uh, belt just for oh. this fight and you know I'm all in I'm all sold for this fight it's gonna be freaking close match and it's gonna be bloody I'm telling you Be- man the Nate- east coast gangster meets the west coast gangster <laughs> This is it. Is what it is, dude. Well, what do you think about this fight, though? I mean, like, who, who's, who's gonna win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I love both guys. That's the problem. Man, I mean, know. I don't want either to lose. I love, I love Jorge and mm. I love Nate. So, man, Masvidal. The thing is, for this guy, Nate Diaz should avoid his knees, man. I'm telling you, if the match starts and he yeah. comes with his knee straight to the face, yeah. boom, Nate Diaz is done. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. No, no, I agree brutal. with you. The C. Jorge might look like a fighter, you know, mm. who's uh, brash, mm. but he's actually very calculated. 
because yeah because even if you see the knee he timed it so perfectly exactly it was sweet man. he timed sweet. it so perfectly and askin was down like a baby man <laughs> boom askin was dead man i think he went to the other dimension <laughs> yeah Yeah, yeah. that's going to be an amazing fight next mm. month we have UFC 243 mm. uh, Robert Whittaker and the video game Israel Adesanya exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. I want Whittaker to win man to be honest for me I'm going with Adesanya and why is that I, just uh, because you saw his fight and you haven't seen Whittaker fight maybe yeah okay that's the one reason it's a bullshit reason <laughs> <laughs> second thing is that guy is plays like Anderson Silva man I, I know he's cocky. I know yeah. he's cocky. No, yeah. I have no problems with being with a fighter being cocky, man. But I have is, I no problems he... with a fighter being cocky. I mean, he's unexpected. I'm not a Conor hater. I liked Conor for a very long time mm. until he started doing stupid shit. So you know, I yeah. really like Conor as a fighter as well. But but the, yeah, okay, I, you, you're talking about the bus incident. Forget about that. I, That's the pub incident also. Pub incident, yeah, that, man, that was, was so, so stupid. Fucked up, man. Freaking stupid! That was so fucked up. You're hitting an old man. Yeah, <laughs> and you could you can't even knock him out. <laughs> so you know, maybe maybe Dana White should consider uh, not giving him a title shot. Exactly, man. I'm like, yeah. you know, this guy he's making he's making an ass out of himself over yeah. there, man. If Dana White gives him that fight against Khabib, it's gonna be embarrassing. Man, second time Khabib is literally gonna kill him. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, but seriously, this guy he has to work his ass off. I'm talking about Conor. Yeah. He has to work his ass off to reach again that level of, of against Khabib. Why Khabib, I'm siding with uh, Vitekar is because mm-hmm. um, anyone who can go 25 rounds with Yoel Romero. 25 rounds with Yoel Romero. Of oh, 25 rounds, I ended like three or five. Sorry, rounds. sorry, five rounds. Saying, 25 minutes with Yoel. Even boxing matches don't have 25 uh, rounds. But he went 10 rounds with Yoel because he fought him twice. So like if, if any man, yeah, any man who can stand 25 minutes Yoel. with Yoel Romero. Oh, fuck man. Okay. Shit. I mean that guy is the next level gangster. And I would piss in my pants if I see like you know that guy. Just just seeing that guy, Yoel Romero. Yoel Romero doesn't Oof. look like you know he was born from a woman. He looks <laughs> like he was made in a factory. Hey, no, I mean he's literally perfect, man. That is good. Yeah, right. he's forty plus, right? Forty plus, but if you look at his body, you're like, mm-hmm. where does his uh, neck start? Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. That guy is in that age, working yeah. out that kind of level of intensity. I mean, amazing, man. Amazing, amazing. freaking amazing. He's a beast, hands hands down, a beast. Amazing. So before wrapping up today's uh, MMA show. Hmm. Um, since Nabil was at the UFC event, you know, let's talk about his experience of attending his first ever UFC event and what was it like. Uh, folks, I gotta say it was amazing. If I if I have the time, I wanna just say uh, the first day basically was like the media day in like uh, in different locations in Abu Dhabi. The PA fighters were like going in and doing those um, autograph sessions and everything. Plus, uh, free workouts were going on. So it was amazing to uh, check out Khabib and uh, plus Dustin and other fighters also. Then the next day they had this, uh, you know, Q and A sessions uh, in in the venue in the arena, and uh, we got we got to see the fighters. Uh, I think Noman, uh, this Chinese lady, uh, Chang something her name. Sorry, we cannot pronounce the name properly. Chang Weili. Chang Chang Weili something. Yeah, she was also over there. Plus uh, Henry Sejudo, Sejudo, Sejudo. Sorry, my bad. Triple C. He calls himself Triple C. Triple C. Yeah, man. He is the history behind Triple C, man. The guy is he, like yeah, Triple C because he is an Olympic gold medalist. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, 
Olympic gold medalist and mm. in the UFC is the bantamweight champion mm. and he is also what is he the flyweight champion oh yeah he was carrying two belts right something I, I no that's the UFC belt uh -huh. uh, sorry that's the Olympic Olympic gold medal that he won mm. and he has two UFC belts the flyweight and the bantamweight damn man so that's why he's triple C man but the guy I want like you know I saw him face to face like He's short, right? Exactly. He's, he's my height. He, the guy is tiny, man. Okay, I'm, he's, I'm not saying like um, any discrimination or something. But the guy, how does he fight, man? Like, what do you mean? Guy, how do he fights in the I mean, smaller like, divisions, man? All the guys are his size. Oh, okay. So yeah. Dana White arranges those fights for him. Like, you know, he only fights these tiny guys. Oh, come on, man. That's what weight classes are for. Why would Dana White just find, <laughs> just find midgets for him to fight? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. No, because... Uh, <laughs> I mean, just think about it, you know. No, I mean, the guy just, Yeah, just think about it. Flyweight, the weight yeah. limit is 135. Oh, okay. okay. If you weigh 135 pounds, mm. okay, you're... If you're weighing 135 pounds and you're 6 feet, yeah, I think you're basically a walking anorexic machine. <laughs> uh, and and he's the champion in the 145 as well. Mm. Okay. Granted, there are some bigger guys. Uh, not 145, I'm so sorry. He fights in the 125 and 135. 145 is Max Holloway. Whoa. Yeah, so flyweight is 125. Mm. Okay. And bantamweight is 135. Yeah. Oh, that's close. But it's anyways, yeah. So they had this press. That's uh, why he's triple C, man. He said he's, uh, uh. he's now a transgender. And yeah, when did, yeah. Uh, that's, another, that's another podcast session we'll discuss about. But uh, yeah. Well, okay, we got the signal. Uh, we got the signal, we can talk about it if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyways, yeah, we got the signal. Yeah. And the thing is, in the Q&A session, uh, people were asking questions. And uh, one of these people, they asked, uh, you know, man, this girl's name is complicated. Chang. Chang Wili. Chang Wili. Man, you know better than me, her pronunciation of the name. Uh, yeah, so Chang Wili uh, was asked. For those of you who don't know, Chang Wili is the strawberry champion. Strawberry champion. That's correct. Oh, cool, man. She's the strawweight champion. She won the strawweight title mm. at UFC Fight Night China. Mm. And her, her and Hendi Saudo and Hendi Saudo and Valentina Shevchenko mm. have been having this back and forth. I think it's friendly. It's just, you know, banter. Yeah, just banter, yeah, man. Just because uh, Hendi is increasing his stock, man. And why should, why should he not? He He's even, bringing more attention to the flyweight mm. and bantamweight division. That's, and, good, know, that's publicity. good for the UFC. Yeah, yeah, that's good publicity. And, you know, even on the, on the stage, that time in the QA session, uh, somebody asked uh, Chang and the, you know, they asked, like, if you have the moment to uh, fight with Henry. And she said, yeah, why not? And uh, Henry was also ready for it. Yeah. So, you never know, man. <laughs> this guy, if he decides to change his gender... Uh, he might go for Chang again. Let's see, man. I mean, I personally think that... Uh, okay, many people say he's... Uh, what do you call... Triple C as in triple cringe. Or he's <laughs> a cringe cringe champion. Um, say what you want about him. You know, you mm. have to respect Hindi Sahuda if not for his titles. But for the fact that he is making the flyweight and the bantamweight division popular again. Um, as you all know, TJ Dillashaw got uh, tested, hot for, uh, tested hot for steroids. And the guy after him, um, mm. the guy who was champion before him, Cody Garbrandt, mm. he has been fighting like a madman. So, you know, he he has lost his past couple of fights, three fights to be exact. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that has... And Dominic Cruz, as you all know, has been out with an injury for quite some time. Uriah Faber just recently returned, but I don't think he mm. is in the title contention yet. And right. yeah, Marlon Moraes, again, he's a good name, but, you know, not many people... 
no Marlon Moraes as well as they know someone mm. in uh, in the mm. bigger division, the featherweight division. Yeah. So as you can understand the state of the flyweight, especially after the Mike uh, after Mighty Mouse left. Mighty and, Mouse. Yeah. Damn, that's a cool nickname. <laughs> especially after Mighty Mouse left for One FC, and so the flyweight and bantamweight divisions have. Mm. Kind of been operating on borrowed time. I would say flyweight more specifically, not bantamweight, because bantamweight still still has a lot of talent. Mm. And what Henry is doing is through his uh, what do you call, mm. you know, through his character change or you uh-huh. know, through his appearances and through his right. uh, what do you call marketing strategy. Yeah. He is really bringing attention to these divisions. You know, he's creating cool. a lot that's of hype. Cool. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's what you have to respect him. Of course. People are gonna say that he's not really bringing attention mm. because he's talking about fight, fighting female fighters. But he yeah, did say he did say he wanna he wants to fight your life, Faber. He did say he mm. wants to fight all the guys, and I'm all for it, man. Yeah. If, yeah. Uh, anyway, back to back to the event. Yeah, back to how. Uh, yeah, so I was saying it was the Q and A session was good, and uh, afterwards the next day. The, after the next day, thing was uh, we had this uh, final training match also again. Once again, happened this thing, and later on uh, the final day. Uh, oh, the, in between there was also concerts. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers they showed up over there, and it was a freaking amazing concert, man. Um, they sang so many freaking songs, a lot of songs, man. Then the next day, Jay Baldwin was supposed to show up, but I don't know something happened. Some people were saying that he, the guy was sick. Some people were saying he was stuck up in an, in South American continent, someplace over there in country. Uh, he had a concert over there, but then couldn't catch a flight or something. So that was a huge loss for for the organizers in Abu Dhabi, like, you know, because a lot of people had already bought the tickets and stuff. So then the third day was, you know, the the main fight thingy, and uh, on the seventh. So it was cool. It was uh, amazing. Uh, the reason for me was, uh, as I was saying before, Numan was kind of unlucky because he had, has been following, you know, UFC for more than a decade. And uh, a guy like me, you know, who is a noob, who is completely uh, unfamiliarized with this whole event. So seeing something like this was, for me, was a worthwhile experience. And uh, to be honest, I only know a few names and stuff and uh, as I said before once again I was just started watching this stuff uh, but the ones whom I really wanted to uh, like check out the fighters and plus the other people staff of UFC was uh, Bruce Buffer because that guy is an amazing in, in terms of uh, how the way he announces it and uh, even my staff who don't know much about UFC I told them like you know guys and girls you gotta listen to this guy he's I don't know above 50 or something guys uh, is physically fit in that age and the way the best thing is man the way he announces the, the names of the fighters and stuff and even the the, uh, the brands the, the way he announces them is freaking amazing man he brings energy to the, to the crowd and uh, oh yeah but I talk about crowd uh, whenever he used to hold the mic Bruce Buffer people would go silent man he draws attention literally and people he has value man people listen to him so guys an amazing it was amazing to watch him was expecting joe rogan to show up also but then you know uh, i saw his uh, podcast the, the day before the event so i had a feeling maybe he might, might not show up but uh, still it was it was good and uh, a worthwhile experience a fun experience to watch Plus, even the female fighters who were present over there, uh, they also gave a good fight. I'm sorry I couldn't pronounce their name, man. They are really complicated. 
but yeah, overall it's good. And oh, by the way, um, there's also a fight uh, of this um, lady coming up. Her name is Alexa Grasso. Uh, I don't know, Numan is gonna be like, man, why are you talking about her? But for me, I like that lady. So yeah, Alexa Grasso, her fight is also coming up. Uh, I don't know, in November, I guess, something, October or November, if I'm, if I'm not wrong. And uh, gotta be supporting her. So gotta check out her match too. But yeah, once again, uh, for me, it was a first time experience, but it was an amazing experience. And I'm looking forward to the next one also in the next year. So yeah, Numan, what do you think about it? Glad you enjoyed it, man. Yeah, fantastic I'm experience. Really happy you enjoyed it, and uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll uh, we'll check you next week with the next MMA show. Goodbye, goodbye, folks. Thanks for listening. We hope you liked the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. You won't regret it. Two aliens out.